0: Hello and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett.
1: Hello, I'm Ginger Bennett.
2: And I'm Paul Baglios. Thank you for joining us for this sixth Part in our six-part series on baptism. And for this episode, we are delighted to be joined as a guest in this podcast by Angela Halko, who is a member of Evangelical Lutheran Church and who, with her children, was very recently baptized.
0: Yes. Angie, thank you.
2: welcome. It's thank good you. to have you with us.
0: It's good to be here.
2: <laughs> and we would be Delighted to hear you talk about, from your point of view, your own memories, your reflections on that day, we are able to remember it quite well.
1: <laughs> um,
2: tell us about that day, the baptism of you and your children. Yes,
1: here. And a little bit about like how old they are, yeah. we have folks that... Maybe watching this that don't know you as well as we do.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I have three kids. We have um, Jet, who will be 21 months on Halloween, um, <laughs> Dakota, who is six, and Kaylee, who is 11 and a half. Um, in all honesty, the day was just really exciting. I felt just a whirlwind of emotions inside of me, not only for myself and for me making the decision for myself to be baptized, but bringing my children with Mm -hmm. me and sharing that experience with them. Um, My kids, Jet, couldn't have cared less. He was just along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Dakota was incredibly excited. Um, As I'm sure you've seen, she comes to church with her Jesus doll that she carries with her everywhere. Um, And Kaylee was nervous. She was afraid she was going to say something wrong or do something wrong, but again... 11 and a half. It's age appropriate for all of them, right? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) They're right on target. Oh my goodness, yes.
2: (laughs) Well, and we had done this in such a way so that your husband, Jason, was accompanying you um, in a sense as a baptismal sponsor. Mm -hmm. And so we had addressed the questions of the ritual to you first Mm -hmm. so that then you and Jason together... Um, We're answering for your three children. And I recall as well this being very moving, you know, to see a family involved in this moment in that way. I often experience on many occasions in pastoral ministry, baptisms among them, a need to be sure that I can get through it, not necessarily (laughs) without showing any emotion, (laughs) but not being so so overwhelmed that... uh, I become a distraction, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember it as a very moving occasion and very joyful.
0: Very, very, very much so. Um, and it, I mean, it meant the world to me. It, for me, it was like, not trying to sound cliche, but almost coming full circle, coming home, huh. mm-hmm. feeling that final piece mm-hmm. for me fall into place. So that was,
2: do you, you want to say more <sighs> about that? Um, the coming, the final piece and the full circle?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've growing up my parents um kind of gave my brother and I the freedom to explore, see what you know, they were both raised in very different churches. Um so they allowed us to kind of make our decisions. Mm-hmm. And I know I was always told specifically by my grandfather that when you find the right place, the right church for you, it will feel like home. And so when we found the church and we were making the decision that, yes, this is, this is right for me, it truly was that last piece of the puzzle. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. lived my life in a way trying to (laughs) do the best I could be the best I could sharing love and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything that goes along with that, but finally making that public, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's wonderful. So as as you think about that day and, and this homecoming, if you will, um, <clears throat> I assume you had family that came. I'm trying to remember. There were a couple <laughs> other folks that were baptized in the same day, and so that whole front area seemed like we had a lot of people in it. But I'm trying to remember. Um, they were able to gather with you along with family and friends. That must have been nice to have folks celebrate this with you
0: it it definitely was um we i had my parents Mm -hmm. um present and i know for them it meant a lot too Mm -hmm. uh being able to see me say you know what i'm making this step this is my decision you know you gave me the pieces Mm -hmm. and i have taken them to get
1: here that's beautiful
2: and i remember very clearly this was before you were serving with us pastor bennett meeting you and Jason for the first time, and the conversation that we had, um, seated together in the Traver Center here on the campus of the church, and hearing you and Jason talk about all of this, the point I want to try to come to, we had alluded to this in some previous episodes, I think of the book of Acts in the New Testament, which, um, narrates many baptisms occurring, Mm -hmm. none of them all in the same way, Mm -hmm. Um, that some people come to baptism already identifying themselves as um, dedicated to Jesus, Mm -hmm. interested in Jesus, wanting to share the life of Jesus. In other cases, baptism might initiate that. Mm -hmm. I remember as I was first having conversation with you, Angie, that my thought was, wow, the Holy Spirit has been stirring so strongly and so consequentially in your life, and that it was a vibrant faith and an inspiring faith that you were describing that preceded um, the occasion that we were able to gather with you and your family at the font. For oh, yes. your baptism,
0: very much so, very much so, um, and I, I can't, I can't even pinpoint looking back when the moment hit yeah. me. It literally was just I kind of feel like with me my whole life. It's yeah. just been kind of I guess gradual mm-hmm. in a sense as I got older, um, but no, I I knew, mm-hmm. and it's so funny to say when we came the first time to the service here, it was within the first five or 10 minutes of being here. I was like, this is it. Mm. This is where I'm at. <laughs> this is where I'm going. I found it.
1: So, Well,
2: it's joyful for us to hear that. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. Thank
2: you for that.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Well, when you're thinking about that day and that baptism and maybe the days afterwards, and you think about the, the difference it made on your life, I mean, um, what changes did you see it make or the effects it had longer term on on your kids and and their sort of reaction to to baptism, especially your girls who are a little bit older and able to, you know, um, connect with it in a different way than Jet did? Oh, definitely. And they both, both my girls have done something kind of in their
0: own way. Kaylee, uh, being older, she made the decision kind of on her own very quickly. She was like, yep, this, is, this feels good. This feels right. Um, and she has actually entered the confirmation classes now oh, of her own decision. She actually came to us and was like, guess what I'm going to do? And I'm like, okay, cool. Awesome. Yay. Who <laughs> are you? Um, Dakota. Uh, she started praying every night where she would always sit with me while I did, okay. but she never really spoke up and she started speaking up, oh, that's um, amazing. together. That's they, marvelous. Yes, it is. It's been, sometimes what she says is a little comical, but she's six, you know, it's but sweet. that's part of the fun yes, of it, right? Yes, it really is. Um, and then we also had the day afterwards, um, that next evening they, the girls decided they were gonna baptize our dog.
1: Because, tell us about yes. that.
0: That's wonderful. That's definitely. It was really adorable. Lovely. They lined up some stuffed animals and some dolls, and they were like, well, here's the congregation. The
1: congregation's got Yeah. To be part. That's right. Yeah. That's and they wonderful. had the
0: bulletin, and they literally like took turns <laughs> reading verbatim from it. Um, And then our poor dog, who was basically being held down by the girls, had some water (laughs) splashed in her face, and she hates water, so that was
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) But they did, and they said, you know, we're a family, she's part of our family, she comes with us.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that that, uh, connection that, like, they felt claimed by that, and they wanted... Someone who was very important to them to also be claimed. Um, that's, I love that. I, love that.
2: I, I do, too. It's a perfect example of what I firmly believe, that the Christian life is learned fundamentally
1: mm-hmm.
2: by imitating it. Oh yeah. We watch people that we trust to mm-hmm. be good examples of a Christian life, mm-hmm and we begin to do Mm -hmm. as we see them do. Mm -hmm. And you never know who our own example might inspire others to imitate, but in what you're describing your Mm -hmm. girls doing, that is Christian formation, Mm -hmm. that is catechesis, doing that with their dolls.
1: That's wonderful, and their dog. (laughs) And their dog. (laughs) The dog. Yeah, that's lovely. Well, you know, and I was thinking uh, the idea of imitating what we see. I mean, Paul talks about that throughout the Scripture, mm-hmm. right? Um, in fact, uh, just recently we heard the Scripture about him saying how he is imitating Christ and and in, as best as he can, following in those footsteps as. And then he's hoping that the people see the message and the way he's living and imitate that in their own lives so that others can then see and imitate. And that's that's what it's all about, right? Loving and, and enjoying one another and and sharing that connection that we have and and allowing others to unfortunately not like the dog being held down and yes. <laughs> Jumped <laughs> water on, but but inviting folks in to be a part of it. And I'm sure if the puppy understood what was happening, definitely would have wanted to be I'm a part help. of that. <laughs> well,
2: she would have. I'm sorry, I interrupted you.
0: Oh, no, I said she would have. She's very much. Mm-hmm.
2: I hadn't heard you say that before. I think you had mentioned it, um, before we sat down to record this about... Your Daughters Baptizing Their Dolls. If you mm-hmm. mentioned also the dog, I didn't, it didn't <laughs> stick with me. But there's something so beautiful about mm-hmm. that, because they love the dog, mm-hmm. and recognizing that mm-hmm. what was happening in baptism is an act of love, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do yeah. this.
1: They want to take her with them. That, yeah, and that's that was, exactly that what they said. The that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, yeah. oh, that's wonderful. She comes with us. She <laughs> comes yep. with yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, really I cute. love that.
2: Um, Pastor Bennett and I, along with Daniel Catalano, our Director of Music Ministry here at Evangelical Lutheran Church, we are currently reading and discussing together a history of Christian worship. Mm-hmm. And in a section of that book that we gathered yesterday morning to talk about, you remember it's, it's a well-known woodcut um, depicting a Reformation era Mm -hmm. Um, Reformation um, worship service occurring and in the woodcut it's a detail that strikes me there is a very young child and a dog Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I smiled I've seen that before but to see it again while we were reading this chapter here at Evangelical (laughs) we have children in worship all the time and I love the way the congregation gives them the welcome and the space mm-hmm. to be children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes.
2: Children move about. <laughs> children can <laughs> make noise. And here, children are children. And we even have, since yes. Pastor Bennett being <laughs> with us, she yes. brings Daisy. her puppy, yes. Daisy, who is beloved by many people <laughs> of the congregation, and her presence in worship Um It's just part of going with the flow, and looking at that Reformation woodcut of the dog in the gathered congregation for worship, I thought... We we're blessed to have that here.
1: And they yes. didn't even need to see the woodcut, you know, no. in order to know that <laughs> yeah. this was important to them. Yes. I, I well and I think that's also part of I mean, we talked about your kids sort of responding appropriately based on their age to um the day of baptism, but but we connect with baptism differently as we get older. Things happen in our lives that that make us think, you know, okay. What does it mean that I'm a Christian, that I'm baptized, that I'm part, I'm bigger, I'm not just me sitting here making this choice or doing this thing. It's so much bigger. And so I was reading a book and it was saying that every promise that we make is sort of built on this foundation Mm -hmm. of baptism, right? Because we're saying not just that I, as a person, am, am taking on this new thing, but But I, as a Christian, a follower of Christ, am going to take this on. And I know you said before you were baptized and before the children were baptized, of course, um, you try to do the best that you can, right? But this new um, idea of now I'm part of this larger Christian community, so as I make these choices or as I do these things or am I thinking about things, I, I assume I sh- maybe I shouldn't but I know for myself, I guess I should speak that way, right? I think of it differently, right? I think about um, when I'm out in the community what what is my life? Uh, what mm-hmm. is that message to other people? What does it mean as a as a baptized person to to do this good work or to, um, to stay and and do something different. I don't know. Sometimes it's not to do, right? It, whatever it is that we're called in that moment. H- how have you experienced that maybe, or or maybe, you know, you um, you don't see it the way I do. I've been thinking about it, but I don't know. <laughs> how have you been thinking about it for you?
0: No, and I, I do agree with you on that. Um, and I, it was something that, I Oh my goodness, it was years and years ago I read, and I don't even remember where, but it had said, don't just be in church, be in Christ. Uh Mm -hmm. And that has always kind of stuck with me, but it really kind of hit home Mm -hmm. and has become more um, as a a woven part of who I am, or hopefully, since Mm -hmm. being baptized, where it does actually kind of sit at the forefront
1: of my mind
0: a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, and you mentioned that that your daughter um, informed you she was doing catechism. And I think that's a good time to talk about, you know, again, these differing stages of life, different Mm -hmm. things that are appropriate. And for her, 11 is a great age to start learning about, okay, what just happened? Like, what? What did? Uh, what am I agreeing to? Yeah. Like, she may have been in differing churches that you guys have visited. She may see you and your husband, um, and her grandparents and other family members in their faith. But here, she's getting to the place where she's going to claim that for her own. I mean, the the idea of catechism, you know, and she <laughs> wanting to learn and take that on—that's a wonderful thing. It is. Yeah, I could not have been more proud of her.
0: When she brought that to us. No, I did say, no, you're sure this is for you. Because that was one of my big things. It's like, I don't want you to feel like you have to do it because this is what was right Mm -hmm. for me. And she's like, no, mom, this is is
1: awesome. Like, I belong. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) because that is. That's what you're learning about. That's where you learn about the creeds. What are they? What are you saying? Why are you saying them? You learn about the Ten Commandments. What are they? How do they... They work together. What do they mean to us? How do they inform our life? You know, all the pieces of the, um, the Christian faith. We have the, the little book that um, that I like. Mine's a little book. You can have the large catechism, <laughs> right. which I do have, right. but you also have a, a small catechism that uh, also goes through and takes apart these pieces. Mm-hmm. But we, we have programs for children yes. that kind of take that apart. And it's a wonderful experience to have that ability for them to work with that. Definitely.
2: And I want to say how wonderfully vivid that is. Don't just be in church. Yeah. Be in Christ. Be in
1: Christ. Uh,
2: even the way that understanding shapes our language. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we commonly say, I'm going to church. hmm But church is a way of living. Mm-hmm. Not simply a, a mm-hmm. certain building to which we might go on occasion. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Angie. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you for that. And thank you for making the time to sit yeah, with us and and speak so warmly about these <laughs> yeah. things. We are grateful to you. Yeah. And this is a fitting conclusion <laughs> to the final episode, the last episode in this very first series of our podcast, definitely... Two Pews in a Pod. <laughs>
1: Yes, and and so we will have further episodes after this, not episodes on baptism, but further series on different topics. So um, if you enjoyed this, hopefully you'll come back and see what uh, crazy antics we're up to and learn a little bit more.
2: (laughs) And thank you all for joining us once again. I'm Paul Baglios.
0: And I'm Ginger Bennett. I'm Angela Halko. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.